dying. I'm not sick. Uh, aren't we all? I'm just dying. Really though, we're all dying here. That's not a really uplifting way to start <laughs> the episode. Welcome to our podcast. You're dying. Aww. And so are we. Yeah. Hi, my name is Caitlin and I'm dying. Hi, I'm Haley. I'm dying. And uh, I found this is crime two culture. gray hairs. Oh, so no. I'm dying. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. That's. I'm round oh, in the corner on 31 a... and I have two gray hairs. Maybe. Maybe you got a lot of sun two weeks ago. No, I have been dyeing my hair and abusing my hair oh, since that I was could 16. Oh, that also do it. That's a good point. So this is my penance. Uh, yeah, I've said this on the come. Discord. Yeah. Yep. The other yep. shoe has dropped. The other shoe has indeed <laughs> dropped. Um, oh, no. So this episode is going to be a little bit shorter. We're gearing up for Spooktober. Mm. Um, and so I'm going to begin by reminding everybody that we have... A gift exchange called Secret Satan. Yeah, we and do. if you want to be a part of it, you can fill out the form. It is on the link tree, which is in the description of all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we also, Caitlin's not peeing on Mike. She was pouring <laughs> a drink in Sorry. case that comes through. Sorry. Um, and it probably definitely did. I've got a Costco sized bottle of lemonade. Yep. And... Ever no since you started taking photos of drinks for the Discord, <laughs> for our Patreon-only chat on the Discord, uh, the drinks have gotten more unhinged. Yeah, and we're only like two in. <laughs> yeah, so I can't wait to see what you've got in store. Um, but anyway, Secret Satan, uh, it is a $25 limit, and you will mm -hmm. be paired with another crime culture friend, and uh, you'll send each other... Um, a little spooky gift for Halloween. We will all open it on Halloween when we do our uh, Halloween live stream where mm -hmm. we're going to watch a hollow stream. Hollow stream where we watch a horror movie on Twitch. So yeah. go ahead and fill that form out. I think, I don't remember what day we said we were going to cap it at, but this episode comes out. On the 12th, you're going to be listening to it. So let's say you have until Friday the 15th, this Friday. Fill out the form by this Friday, and we will start getting everyone paired. And then you can work on your gift. Uh, I encourage handmade gifts. I know that's what I will be doing. If you are not the crafty sort, um, there's Etsy, there's local makers that you can get gifts from. Um, gift cards stuff whatever we'll probably start posting a couple of like little ideas in the discord if you would like to join and check that out but um yeah just wanted to plug secret satan up in the beginning it the link is in our discord it's also in the link tree um look for secret satan 2023 or secret satan gift exchange i don't know what it is um yeah so that's that and so this episode is one of those, like, seems too wild to be true. Um, okay. I did an episode where I talked about, um, uh, like, a couple of horror movies that were based on true events, and one of them was The Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's one of those that, like, you don't think that 
that is based on true events, like kids dying no. in their sleep because of a sleep monster. Yeah, um, no. So this is another one of those. Uh, we'll get to the movie in a little bit, but um, we're going to be talking about two specific cases. One may be the um, catalyst for this movie, and the other one happened after the movie came out, which just shows that like this is an actual problem that needs to be addressed. So yeah. without further ado, we're going to be talking about uh, first, Shaden Barr. And she was a 20-year-old nursing student who was actually an aspiring midwife at oh, wow. Monash University in Melbourne, Australia. And how do you pronounce, I mean, how do you spell Shaden? That's a cool name. I, I know, I like that name. And I looked it up to see how it's pronounced. I'm fairly certain that's how it's pronounced. It's C-H-E-Y-D-A-N. Okay, that's cool. I like it. Yeah, I like the, that name. Um, so her friend said about her, quote, she was one of those people who could randomly turn up at your house and just hang out. And before you know it, the day would be over without feeling like any time had passed at all. Her vibrant mm. smile, outgoing personality and fun loving nature meant she was always guaranteed to brighten even the darkest of days. End quote. So Shaden's hometown of Orbost, Orbost, Stevie, weigh in. Um, Stevie. Norm <laughs> our Australian pundit. Um, so that town normally held a street party on Christmas Eve, uh, which ended in carols and fireworks around 930, which broke my brain a little bit because I forgot that the Southern Hemisphere has Christmas in the quote unquote summer mm. months where it's like hot. Because I'm like, yeah, fireworks Christmas. in the wintertime. Fuck that. Or uh, a sunny Christmas. Yeah. So it seems like after the party... Shaden and some of her friends weren't really done celebrating. Don't blame them. Only 930 on a holiday weekend. Why would they? True. So East Gippslandshire mayor and close friend of the Barr family, Marianne Pels, said, quote, I think they probably got excited. And because it was such a hot night, they decided to have a swim. I think that something that happened that seemed to be quite fun at the time just took a turn for the worse. End quote. Mm -hmm. um, apparently it had been like a heat wave during this year. Um, this was in 2015. Okay. Um, it had been a heat wave around Christmas time and, uh, Shaden and some of her friends decided to do what a lot of my friends have done in the past and maybe me on occasion, break into the town pool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it'll happen. It's a fun it's thing to do, do when you're in your teens, early 20s, whatever. Yeah, it's harmless. So in the early hours of Christmas morning, Shaden and some of her friends went swimming at the Salisbury Street Pool. And Oh, no, this isn't harmless. I just remembered what this what episode this, is called. What this whole podcast <laughs> is about. Yeah. Oh, no. Generally, it can be harmless, but in the off chance it isn't something like this could happen so there's not a lot of information that i can find at least through my research so i don't really know what happened between everyone getting to the pool and around 1 a.m when shaden's friends noticed that she was missing um a search was launched and it wasn't until 3 a.m that shaden's body was found under the pool cover paramedics attempted to revive her but she was pronounced dead at the scene and her death was devastating for the close-knit community. The Barr family had lived in the community for four or five generations, so many people had a close personal connection to Shaden and her family. Uh, 
all people that went to school with her, whether in high school or college. Um, like I said, the mayor was friends with the family. The family did a lot in town. So uh, their name was very well known. Shaden was known throughout the town. And uh, many articles just said that her death was like a bomb hit the town. Like, yeah, it just shook oh. everyone insane. Yeah. And to be understandable, to be trapped under a pool cover just seems terrifying, terrifying. Uh, I mean, I, I know at least my town pool didn't have like we didn't cover the pool every night and it's not covered in the wintertime either. It's right. like half emptied and then uh, it's cleaned and drained and everything every new season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never experienced a town pool with a cover on it. I can imagine if some of my idiot friends had broken into our (laughs) pool and there was a cover on it, something very similar might have happened. Yeah. Oh, that's so, God, so so heartbreaking. This is maybe one of the uh, influences on a movie called 12 Feet Deep, which came out in 2017. And I'm going to talk more about that in a second because throughout my research, of uh Shaden's case which that's about all I could find of what I've said so far that's like all the information I could find on Shaden's case um many mm. of the articles just kind of reiterated the information from another source so there's no further information but through research I found another case uh that of Nabila Mazus and mm-hmm. um very similar circumstances so on the evening of November 20th, 2019. So this would be after the movie had come out. So it's not a direct influence on the movie. Um, 14 year old Nabila Mazus had just finished swim team practice at Liberty High School in Hillsboro, Oregon. Coaches mm-hmm. instructed the team to cover the large outdoor pool with a heavy therm guard pool cover that were rolled up in storage racks over on the side. So in order for the team to cover the pool, some people needed to be on the pool deck unrolling the covers while several others, including Nabila, remained in the pool to pull it across. They basically swam the cover across. Right. From what I understand in the articles that I read about this case, there seems to be several portions of this cover. So once one was pulled over to the opposite end of the pool, the swimmers would go underneath that portion Uh, and pull the next section over to meet it, then swim under and do the same thing over and over again. So when moving on to the third section, Nabila swam under the pool cover, but never resurfaced. The lawsuit, which I'll get to, reads, quote, the other swimmers continued to cover the pool without noticing Nabila Mazu's disappearance. Once the pool was completely covered, the swimmers and coaches left the outdoor pool and the lights were turned off, end quote. Mm -hmm. So Nabila's mother, Patricia Mazu's, was waiting in the parking lot for her daughter at the end of swim team practice at about nine twenty PM, less than an hour after the team was allegedly instructed to cover the pool. Patricia went inside and asked the coaches where her daughter was. She hadn't come out like everybody else. And that's when Nabila's body was found underneath the cover (gasps) on the deep end of the pool. Oh my God. Yeah. So Nabila's family went on to sue the city of Hillsborough, the school district. Yeah, I missed that. Exactly. And the city's parks and recreation department and the pool cover manufacturer for wrongful death and negligence. So they're hitting everyone on this because obviously they are absolutely distraught. This never should have happened. I don't know how a coach uh, misses headcount or something like that. Especially 
like, yeah, these are swim, like swim team kids. These are confident swimmers, but Mm -hmm. you can't just not look out for something like this, especially like these covers are dangerous. Obviously somebody can get trapped underneath it. Like you have to do a head count before you leave everyone. Um, so the suit alleges that the pool covers used were, quote, defective and unreasonably dangerous, end quote, and also, quote, violated industry standards, end quote, for safety. Mm. They say, quote, uh, the design and manufacture of the cover is a heavy and is heavy and creates a suction that prevents swimmers from being able to easily research, easily self-rescue, end quote. Yeah. Horrifying. I'm sure yeah. if more people were aware of that maybe they would have figured out another way to put the covers on right um so as of october 2021 the family was seeking 70 million dollars in damages and requested a jury trial because i think they're going to get a little bit farther with a jury trial because i'm sure the jury is going to be on the side of the family and not really the business yeah, well, and it's not about the money. It's about no, definitely not about the money. You're yeah, not getting your daughter like, back. So, like, a, yes, exactly. Having a jury money, of your yeah. peers to be like, yes, you were in the wrong. And I think is, I think a lot of these situations where the family is suing for an exorbitant amount is not obviously it's not for the money. I think it's more to make sure that this is a sum large enough that it grabs people's attention, the so they yes. see. This is something that can happen. And yeah. maybe uh, maybe putting this out there and making it known and getting it in the news will help more people. Maybe other swim teams were doing the same thing, covering their pool the same way. So maybe this would help people reconsider how that is done and maybe get these um, covers off the market and yeah. something that's a little bit safer for everybody. Yeah, or like procedures that are done, like how it makes me not to the same degree, but it makes me think of how McDonald's had to put writing on all of their cups that say caution, content's hot. Um, And that's all very tongue in cheek also. Like it's very, that whole story is very fucked up, which is why I'm saying it's not like quite comparable, but just something that that this could create some sort of whether it's the company has to retool their product or whether there's some kind of safety measures that the people who have the covers have to follow. Yeah. Just something. Cause this is that case you mentioned with the, the McDonald's McDonald's coffee. Yeah. People like laugh about it, but that woman got third degree burns and the coffee was like at a, a temperature that nothing that you should, yeah. Nothing that you should put in your body needs to be at that temperature. Yes, like, uh, but but I say that because the reason why McDonald's, like, so McDonald's basically pulled a malicious compliance yeah. when they lost the lawsuit. It was, they they targeted her with, like, a smear campaign. They basically yeah. made her out to be, like, a big baby, which is why I was like, this girl's family is not being, like, they're not overreacting here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and neither was that woman the the with no. the coffee but just something something to make it yeah so that somebody, so that this, this doesn't, doesn't happen, happen. To somebody again yeah. yeah so following her death nabila's parents and older sister sarah set up a memorial fund in her honor which helps support quote youth academic excellence exemplary character interfaith understanding and community service programs end quote 
The page for the memorial fund reads, quote, Nabila had an exceptional love for learning and curiosity about the world. From when she was three years old, one of Nabila's biggest passions was to become a NASA astronaut, a goal that guided so many of her life choices, including academic excellence, love for space exploration, astronomy, writing, and swimming, end quote. Mm -hmm. According to a memorial on the Oregon Episcopal School's website, the fund has raised over $40,000 since its creation, and you can donate at nabilasfund.org. That's N-A-B-I-L-A-S-F-U-N-D.org. And the Nabila Mazus Ninth Grade Science Research Award is awarded annually by the school to three students who, quote, best exemplify the curiosity, gratitude, empathy, and community engagement that defines Nabila's legacy, end quote. That's great. Yeah. Obviously, like, through grief, the family was able to create something that kept their daughter's memory going and kept her name out there. Well, and that she's remembered for these other contributions rather than how she died. She was only 14 years old. Just reiterating. 14. That's so messed up. So... I heard I had heard about this movie, Twelve Feet Deep, and I was like, "There's no way." It it says based on like true events, and you're that's one of those things. Texas Chainsaw Massacre says it's based on true events, mm-hmm. so it's one of those things. You're like, "There's no way that this is real." So these are the two stories that I found. Obviously, Nabila's case is not really a, a reference to this movie, but still, this movie came out, and then that also happened. So this is something that has happened at least twice in the past. Yeah. Um, so this movie came out. In t- too much. Yeah, exactly. This movie came out in 2017. It doesn't have a Rotten Tomato score, but it has an audience score of 92%. It has a 78% on Google and a 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb. It received generally positive reviews from critics. Uh, JoeBlow.com called it a, quote, well-crafted, entertaining thriller, end quote, and gave it 8 out of 10 stars. Mm. That moment in gave it three out of three point five out of five stars and said it was quote well directed and engrossing, less a shocker, uh, less a shocker than an intense human drama end quote. And the synopsis is: two sisters must survive an entire night trapped beneath a fiberglass cover of a public pool. They are at the mercy of the night janitor who sees the trapped sisters as an opportunity to solve some of her own problems. Mm. So the actors are Alexandra Park, who was in an Australian soap opera called Home and Away. Didn't recognize anything else that she was in. Nora Jane Noon, who is in an excellent horror movie called The Descent, which is the spelunking horror movie. And she was also fairy number one in Ella Enchanted. (gasps) We stan. We love. Uh, Diane Farr, who was in that show Numbers, and the E is a three. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, I know. You, I know exactly what you're talking about. I yeah, hate exactly. that I know it. <laughs> uh, she was also in Rescue Me, the original series of Roswell. They rebooted it recently, mm-hmm. but she was in the they original did. one. She was in Secret Life of the American Teenager, which I did oh. try to binge and didn't enjoy. It's even Shailene Woodley is not on board with that show. No, she was like, I good. read three episodes and it turned into like an abstinence after school yeah. special. Yeah. And that's not what I feel bad. Uh, she was also in Modern Family. And the final oh. actor in this movie is Tobin Bell. Yes. Who was in many, many, many things going back to the late 70s. But most notably, he is Jigsaw in the Saw franchise. Yes, he is. Among other things. How did they get yes. him? 
I mean, you'd be surprised. How do they keep getting um what's his name? Freddy Krueger. Robert um England. England, thank you. Yes. I think he said he's done being Freddy though. Yeah, no, he's not being Freddy anymore, but they get him to like do cameos and yeah. other things. Like yeah, it's not fine. not like cameo cameos, but sort of the effect where even if he's playing someone else, you go, Hey. Yeah. Wait a minute. That's Robert England. Yeah. Uh, so some trivia about this movie. It was shot in only 14 days in multiple locations. Very quick shoot. The public pool in the film is called Ketia, K-E-T-A, Ketia, Aquatic okay. Center, named after the monsters of the sea in Greek mythology, oh. the two greatest of which are famously slain by Perseus and Athiopia and Hercules at Troy. Okay. All right. I, I, I can't I don't, see it. I don't know too I'm much sorry. Greek mythology. I think it's very interesting, but I got to do more research into it because there's some mm. fun spooky stuff. Yeah. Um, one of the characters is named Jonah, J-O-N-N-A, and obviously named after um, Jonah from the Old Testament, J-O-N-A-H, mm-hmm. who is a character whale. that is trapped in the belly of a whale. Yep. Yeah. Whale dude. The character played by Tobin Bell is named McGrady after the former caretaker uh, from the director's favorite horror film, The Shining. Um, According to an interview with 1428 Elm, director Matt Escandardi said the film Mm -hmm. stemmed from his own fears of pools and oceans, saying... Quote, pools and oceans all trigger a bona fide sense of dread for me. Just the whole idea of being trapped in a pool makes me sweat. I decided to tap into that fear and the concept blossomed from there. End quote. And apparently you can watch this for free on the Lifetime Movie Movie Club. I didn't oh. know that that was a streaming service, but that's what Google said. Uh, hmm. You can also find it on Amazon Prime. Okay. And before we go, I did find an article that... Um, Aquatics experts weighed in on the plausibility of this movie. And okay. this is what they had to say. This is spoilers for the whole movie, by the way. <laughs> so, number one, they had a problem with the pool cover itself. And to kick off the horror movie, the horror of the movie, the sisters are trapped beneath a fiberglass pool cover that comes out from a wall. Mm-mm. Rudy Stankowitz, president and CEO of Aquatic Facility Training and Consultants, said, quote, I've not seen anything like that. These pools don't use covers, end quote. In the unlikely okay. event that an indoor pool of that size had a cover, it would be of a flexible material that kind of floats on the surface to retain the heat, not a rigid fiberglass panel. Also, at the end of the movie, they break the cover so that it's not a matter of this cover serving as a any type of flooring sometimes right. like with indoor pools they'll have a rigid cover yeah. on it so that it could be used as like a dance floor or something like that yeah stankowitz School gym yeah exactly stankowitz said quote there is no way that would possibly ever meet any astm standards for pool safety covers used in the u.s end quote okay um so in one scene the janitor threatens the girls with death by chlorine Okay. Uh, she pushes a button on a control panel and suddenly the sisters are blasted by jets of chemicals. Stankowitz said with a laugh, quote, that was awesome. I've not seen anything like that in any of my <laughs> travels that dispense chlorine in, a method, in that method or capacity, end quote. <laughs> yeah, I've been to the pump room of our pool, but um, nothing will shock the pool that quickly. That's great, though. 
Uh, that was so, awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. At one point, the janitor turns off the pool's heater to freeze out the sisters. Uh, it's not realistic because this is an indoor pool with a cover. Mm. So just by turning off the heat would not immediately make the pool freeze. Like, it's going to retain its heat for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and also, the there was a, a problem right up top with the trailer. The trailer ominous, ominously says, quote, 100,000 gallons of water 50 meters wide, end quote. By Stankowitz's estimation, the pool would actually be closer to a million gallons, unless it was a very narrow shape, which would be very odd. And from the movie, it doesn't seem that that's true. So either the filmmakers left off a zero or they're just bad at calculating volume. I love both of these theories, though. <laughs> I'm okay with either of those. I, I just wanted to include this because... I really like it when somebody in a very, very niche field gets to, like, show their prowess on something. Yeah. So these aquatics experts having to, like, weigh in on this, like, ridiculous B-movie. Um, I'm into it. Yeah, it's a fun time. Um, it, it's one of those things that, like, if it is indeed based off of Shaden Barr's case, it's done mm. in very poor taste. Yes, that's fucked up. Yeah, it's uh, not, like I said, it's a B-movie. It's not a great movie. Mm -mm. Um, it's fine. We, yeah, if it's if it's on its own, if it's not based on... Yeah, I don't know Bar's if that's case. people, like, expounding upon it because um, it's such a, uh, like, a niche premise, like somebody trapped under a pool cover. Right. Um, having that just or, happened in 2015 this movie came out in 2017 so like and we've, not we've too far off the each intrusive other. thoughts win yeah okay we've all been like we watch something and we're like oh what if that happened so who's yeah maybe the creators like heard this on a um like on the news, news or something bulletin or something yeah i believe this is an australian film which is oh. where shade and bar one that of the main actors it. is Australian, so and Damn. actually, both main actresses I believe are Australian because uh, Nora Jane Noon was in the Descent. I think she had an Australian accent, and uh, Alexandra Park uh, was in an Australian soap opera. So that would kind of make sense. <sighs> That's rough, if true. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, big if true. Um, but that's all I got. This is a, a small little one. You're going to get double the episodes, double the fun in October. Double something, double mint gum. Well, and you've got your double Patreon trouble. patron poll pick. Yes, Patreon patron poll pick. That comes out the end of the month. If you are of the tier to vote, please vote as soon as possible because we got to do that early because we're both going away places. I thought you were going to say if you are of age. And I was like, um, I mean, I guess if they're of age. Everyone that's but listening like... to this should be of age. <laughs> and before we go, uh, I mentioned everything up at the top. We're Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, blah, 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 blah. Um, you can also, if you can't find the uh, link anywhere to the Secret Satan and you want to join, you can email us, crimeculturepod at gmail.com. Uh, also, if you want to join the Discord send us a message and we will get you the link to join the discord. But before we actually uh, sign off for the night, I want to give you my palate cleanser. Hell yeah. And I'm currently wearing my palate cleanser. Oh, um, 
It is. If you're in a, the Patreon group, you'll see what she's wearing because oh, it's just in the, the picture. Okay. Um, it is a onesie romper. Oh, and I love those. I will post in the Discord where I got mine. It is so fucking comfy. It's just the best thing to snuggle up in. And everyone needs one or 12. I agree. As one who has I have several. several. I yeah. agree. Yes. Yeah, I have the, several. And, oh. This one's super comfy. It's got pockets. It's so nice and lovely to snuggle up in. So a onesie romper. Go find one. They feel like pajamas. They look so put together. Like, I've never gotten more compliments than oh, when mine I'm wearing is, mine. Mine is not so a to wear out. Mine oh, is, see, I wear I bought mine, mine two sizes bigger than I actually wear because I wanted it to be, like, the most comfy, <laughs> like, loungy thing. I'm just going to live in this on, like, weekends. And uh, as soon as I get home from work, I'm putting that's, this on. You know, that's a great goal. And I think it's an attainable goal. And I yeah. support you in it. Uh, I just need, like, not right now because I'm still in the, the mind of spooky season. But once spooky season is over and it becomes Christmassy season, maybe I'll get a snow day where I can snuggle up in this. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's. It is good, like, but snow I'm not day wishing weather. Away, it's just good lounging weather. I'm not wishing away spooky season. No, we don't, maybe we I'll don't get, want to wish like, away spooky season. Maybe I'll get, or, like, a beautiful fall day day off. Yeah. That I can just snuggle around in this. Um, what do you call it? Indigenous People's Day. Yeah. I do have that day off. Yeah, I know you do. You work for the government. I do work <laughs> for the government. It's also uh, my anniversary weekend, so... Yeah! I don't know One what I'll be two. doing. You'll yeah. be recording this podcast, because <laughs> we've got two episodes a week. I know. I know. I know! <laughs> That's all we're doing it's right. for the I'm, foreseeable future. I'm it's working our life. It's on okay. I'm working on two episodes right now at the same time. Actually, gracious. I'm working on three episodes at the same time right now for spooky season. And they're all really fun. So I hope you guys are ready for October because we already mm -hmm. are. And but you're going to have a fun time. Yeah. It's gonna be we guarantee it. We guarantee it. Uh, so that is that for this episode. We have been Crime Culture, and we, we will have. see you next Tuesday. What Bye. Bye. Bye.